0: And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and today we are coming up upon our last hour of talking about one child, and it has been an incredible couple of days. The excitement around the studio has been amazing, and the excitement with the listeners who have stepped up to say, Yes, I definitely want to sponsor a child, be a child champion. You are making it happen. So, thank you so much for your response. There's still a large, large number of children that are looking for a a sponsor. You can be a child champion starting today. Maybe you've never taken a missions trip in your life and you've always wanted to take a short-term or long-term missions trip and you've never done it. You can take a a portable missions trip today because you can connect to a child in another part of the world and start speaking truth into their life. And with $39 a month, you are going to help provide them access to these incredible hope centers where not only do they hear about the love of Jesus, but they get food and fresh water and some medical attention, help with their education, and they receive fellowship and protection from an otherwise very dangerous community. When you're living in extreme poverty, you are at risk. We've got some storytellers today. We have Paul Perot, who produces The Morning Show with Carmen, and Ben Holson, who's the program director. Both have taken trips with one child to other parts of the world gentlemen welcome
1: thank you sir thank yeah. you for having yeah. us
0: so, i'm so
2: excited <laughs> I mean, Really, we got more people that just jumped up yes the floor. <laughs> that's amazing wayne wow from fargo thank, thank you. you and jamie from humboldt south wow. dakota thank you thank you
0: what the volume in here <laughs> sorry we just get really excited <laughs>
2: sorry, I I mean, so this, this is cool stuff Bill. i'm
0: not used to that <laughs> Bill, I think you better buckle up. This yeah. is going to be an hour. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is our last hour, and it's not going to end because people will be listening to the podcast tonight, and they're going to, a lot of people listen to a podcast, and they think, what were these guys talking about today? And we're talking about one child, which is an opportunity for you to sponsor a child to make a difference in their life. I promise, go to the website, go to myfaithradio.com, and look at the faces, look in the eyes of these beautiful, precious children mm-hmm. from around the world. And you're going to find someone, and you're going to find one of these Children, Because the Holy Spirit's going to say, sponsor him, sponsor her. And it's going to be kind of a no-brainer. So, uh, myfaithradio.com. Now, Paul, when you went on a trip, where did you go?
2: I went to Honduras. Okay. And, uh, wow, I mean, talk about a different sort of trip. I mean, I've never been, the only countries I've been to apart from this were like, okay, Canada. Does that count? <laughs> I did cross the border for a few hours into... Um, Tijuana, Mexico. One time when I was visiting my brother, and I've been to England. Okay, okay, uh, nothing too outlandish there. Honduras was was way different. Was way, way different. I mean, you're flying in; it looks beautiful, beautiful mountainous country, uh, all the different patchwork farm. You know, the the, the yeah. landscape as you're coming in, everything looks good. And then you're flying into Tegucigalpa, which is that's uh what did you the, call it? <laughs> Tegucigalpa. <Golpa. laughs> Tegucigalpa. Sounds like a great name for a pet, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tegu. They call it Tegu. It's, okay. it's the capital city. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> Now, they have a new airport now, I hear. That's nice. Their old international airport, short runway. Mm-hmm. So you're coming in on this large jet, and then they're putting on the brakes full, flaps down. I mean, it is. it is... It's a fun little landing, and the takeoff is kind of cool, too. I mean, you pull a few Gs on that one. I bet you do. But as you're coming in... You, this, you see the city, and you see some of the beautiful skyline, which is nice. They have a good downtown. But then you're just kind of looking as you're coming in, and, okay, this doesn't look good. There's a lot of slums around the downtown, a lot of slums around the airport. And that was just kind of the first thing I noticed coming in. And then after we got our bags, small airport at the time, uh, we it quickly got on our bus, and... Driving, it took a while to get to where we were going, uh, the hotel, and it's like, okay, some nice stuff, but also some very disturbing stuff. And one thing I wanted to do is, as I'm driving, just look at the people, look at their faces, look to the their eyes, and it was like, wow, there's a lot of hopelessness here, a lot of it. And we noticed that, too, driving through a lot of neighborhoods, going to the different hope centers, the hopelessness, the the – Shanty towns, the uh, the concerns. I mean, a lot of these towns, these shanty areas, are under the control of 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 gangs. Gang activity is huge. You have a corrupt government. You have the gangs, and actually, people just kind of say, "Okay, step back, let them have at each other, so we can have a normal life, um, or at least try to." It just it felt so different from what I was used to. You know, I, we have our problems here in America, but that was a, that was a different thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And just the exposure to the extreme poverty, it's yeah. got to be disturbing too.
2: It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, you're driving through some of these neighborhoods and you're just seeing, again, the eyes of the people. It, it, it's, how do you put words to it? It's, it's something you don't see here. Yeah. It, I mean, there's poverty here in America, but there's a lot of helps. There's a lot of places people can go.
0: A lot of safety nets.
2: There's a lot of safety yeah. nets. Not there. Not there. No, 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 no. no. You, you're pretty much if your family can't help you, and families are poor, you're you're out of luck.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're what a, luck. what a difference uh, a child champion will make in the life of one of these kids? Oh, huge. Yeah, I mean huge. let's let's talk about what's even going on internally here. Look at the board. Uh, let's mm. see. What do you see, Rosie? Browsing.
2: Huh. Huh. I, I know Rosie. Do you know
3: a Rosie? <laughs> met her oh, once you're not she's supposed to say person. that, Bill.
0: I'm just saying, hey, she's producing the show today. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, that's yeah. all I'm saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here she is with well, three of her favorite guys. You're that's there, all I'm that, saying. This is oh, true. Only yeah. this Before is true. that,
2: uh, there's a certain Rosie that did sponsor a couple of kids. So thank you, Rosie. Yes, you. absolutely. Yeah. And We're Gary, too. From Honduras, my now adopted uh, home country, or one of my home countries now. I wonder if the kids are at the same Hope Center. Wouldn't that be something I, Paul if we were both I have to check. Wouldn't that be cool? Um yeah. Well, they would that... know each other. We could write we could write notes to them together. How how old is how old is uh Oh, I oh, just refreshed the, the screen refresh. But how old is your child in uh
0: Well, I I just signed up today so I don't know them all that well. One of the girls was 12 and the other
1: one was 11.
2: Okay. So I'm not sure which one. Cuz Maylin the, the child my wife and I sponsor is 8 years old now. Okay. So Very cool. Yeah.
0: And my little guy is 10, and I get, got a nice card from him at Christmas. His name is Gua wow. from Cambodia. Cambodia. He said, uh, Happy Christmas. I'm so happy to write you. Christmas is very meaningful and important because it is the day that Jesus came to life and saved the sinners. Wow. Mm. On Christmas Day, I play games. I sing songs, especially, and I get gifts from my teachers. This Christmas, I pray that God will bless you with peace. May God be with you at all times with love from me, Guati.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, got a card from Maylin as well for Christmas. And I f- I forgot to bring it in again today. I feel bad about that. But we well, you to it- run home and
0: get it. There's plenty of time. <laughs> uh,
2: no, <Okay. laughs> we're talking uh, metro um, rush hour traffic. Okay, here. Not well, a
0: good idea. I, I'm just trying to make suggestions, Paul. Uh-huh. You know, okay. don't jump on suggestion. me. <laughs> and I thought you were dedicated. Uh, so I thought so too,
4: been.
2: Ben. Thank I you. you. were dedicated because, you. I guess
1: we're gonna have to take that out of
2: his title. Yeah. No, oh, dedica- no
3: dedicated Paul Perot.
2: Oh my goodness, <laughs> I can tell you. I get no respect, no respect at
0: all. <laughs> but after two days of hearing these incredible stories and testimonies, and I, I pray that the Holy Spirit has nudged you. Sometimes we just need a little nudge. And if that has been the case, and you've been to My Faith Radio, and you've maybe looked over tens and tens and tens of these beautiful children, and you've found somebody that is just is sort of in your spirit has clicked with, and you thought, I would like to, that's how I started with my little guy, Guati, I saw him and he was just so adorable holding his little pencil and he just loves school and loves his mom and his family and I thought I'm I'm all in. So I started sponsoring him last year and it was like one of the easiest things to do. And it's very joyful, it's very rewarding and it's fun to see these kids and they'll be getting uh, they'll be sending new pictures every year. So it'll be fun to see as they grow up. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. So if this is where you're at right now, we would love to have you go to MyFaithRadio.com and get part be part of this program, this uh, one child. You can also call 800-864-0200. And we're going to um, give you a chance to think and pray about that. And when we come back, I want to ask Ben Holson about his trip. He was uh, just on a trip recently, and he's got fresh stories. We'll be right back. <music> Okay, here's something exciting. When you sponsor a child with the Ministry One Child, you are linked with a boy or a girl who will know you by name and treasure the thought that you care. Most of them will pray for you daily. And if you write them, they'll write you too. The child you sponsor will receive not only educational assistance, but supplemental food, clothing, health care services, and opportunities for personal love and encouragement, and most of all, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The cost is just $39 a month. That's just a little more than a dollar a day. You can't necessarily change the entire world, but what if you can change the world for one person? Sponsor a child now at myfaithradio.com.
2: We are hanging out with some middle school kids in Honduras, just kind of talking back and forth through a translator. I want you to meet just a couple of...
3: Hola, mi nombre es
4: Kate, His name is Kate, and he's in seventh grade.
3: Me llamo Guadalupe,
4: Her name is Guadalupe, she's in seventh grade,
3: and she is 13. Hola, <laughs>
1: Hi, my name is Caleb, and I love to be funny. <laughs>
2: hey, hey. Me too. Asking them questions like, what is your favorite Bible story that maybe you've heard in the Hope Center? So,
1: Samson?
4: Samson? Samson. Yeah. Samson. Nice. This story, because he's, he was the strongest man that he ever known.
2: would you grow your hair real long?
4: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Daniel's story. So
1: he said that it's a story that talks about faith because
0: he had faith in God and that's why the lions didn't eat him. Oh yeah, that was, good. that was good. So several of our DJs from our Northwestern Media radio stations went on a trip this past November. We wanted to see the work of one child before we talked about it on the radio. Makes total sense. We met the kids, we saw their homes. We noticed that kids in poverty are just like our kids. They like to have fun and joke around. And some of them are ornery. But our hearts broke as we saw the living conditions for many of these kids. Because of a Hope Center, these kids are finding out about Jesus. They're being fed, helped with schooling, helped with medical needs. So this is your moment, your moment to sponsor a child. Maybe you want to sponsor a child. That's a little ornery. (laughs) If you go to our website, you can find a whole bunch of kids that need sponsors, and I'm pretty certain, uh, certain that the Lord will help you find the one that you are called to sponsor. You'll see their name, their age, and the things they like to do. And that is really fun to go to the website and look at these beautiful, precious faces and look in the eyes of these kids. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, ben, you went on that trip, didn't you? That was the I, one yeah,
1: you went on. Yeah, uh, the Dominican Republic, right along the Haiti border. Okay. Um, back in November, and uh, like Paul's story, we we didn't have the opportunity to fly in during the day. We came l- late at night, and we came to a. A town called Santiago, and it was kind of a, a rough flight, and it was a, a bit of a rough landing. Um, and after we landed and we were on the ground, everybody clapped. You know, that's mm. an interesting <laughs> flight when everybody claps. <laughs> and so that's that's what started off our trip. But we got out in Santiago is is a bit of a metropolitan city, probably something like a Des Moines or an Omaha. And then we got in the bus and we started a, a three hour trek to the Haiti border through checkpoint after checkpoint after checkpoint where, um, <clears throat> men with, with, um, you know, assault rifles would come on board and they would look under the chairs and they would look through our luggage and, and cause I, I was like, what are they, what are they looking for? Uh, we're radio missionaries. They're, they're looking for young children. Hmm. They're looking wow. for guns. They're looking for drugs. And it was checkpoint after checkpoint after checkpoint. And one checkpoint, we drove right by, and I was, you know, me. I have all the the annoying questions, Bill, and I'm I'm grateful that you you're patient with me. But I said, why did we just pass that checkpoint? Well, that was that was uh, that was a checkpoint that they were just going to try and shake us down for money. Um, and so we ended up getting close to the Haiti border, and and we got out of the the bus, and it was like a record scratch that you see in the movies, mm-hmm. because about seventeen you know, white people get out and there, the entire time I was there along the Haiti border, I didn't see one single white person. Um, not that skin color matters, but there, it is such, it is such a remote part of the Dominican Republic. This isn't the part where, um, we go for vacations. This isn't the part that we go to the resorts and stuff. This is, this is a much different part. And, uh, and, and then immediately because of the Haiti border, there were Haitians that were coming over the border and, and trying to sell us goods and, and, um, It was almost like there were, you know, people grabbing at things all the time, you know, not necessarily grabbing into your pockets, Mm -hmm. but like grabbing for your stuff, Um, trying to get you into either a conversation or their store or their home or um, just because there's there's so there's nothing and they see us as opportunity. Now, these were adults, these children, some of these children, they don't necessarily know that they they don't know any different that they're in such um, such perilous situation. Um, but as we were, as we, as we got there and we started to see that, whoa, we're not in Kansas anymore. I had a friend of ours who works at one of our other radio stations who has a a group of chickens in in coops in his backyard. And he said, some of these houses, I wouldn't even want my chickens to live in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but these children that we met that were in these hope centers immediately, the first hope center that we went to so well behaved, there was probably 40 or 50 of them and it was a crammed little church and it was so hot. Um, and there was probably an hour hour and a half long service, and they came up and they sang songs and they repeated Bible verses, and they were so proud of of uh of their ability and the gifts and talents that God has given them. But the rest of the children that weren 't taking part in any of the service were sitting there with their hands crossed on 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 their laps and I thought, I have an almost three year old she 's a pretty good girl there 's no way that she <laughs> would behave like mm-hmm. in church she 's up running around doing all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I saw, as I looked outside, I saw these kids pulling their faces up so they could see through the window um, so they could see what was happening because it sounded like a party. It was. We were praising God. Um, And they don't have doors. They just kind of have holes in the wall. They don't have windows with glass panes. They just have holes in the wall. And so you can hear this just reverberating as we're singing hymns and we're singing these songs and we're praising God. You can hear it throughout the neighborhood, and it's just, it's an attraction kind of, you know what I mean? It's a light in the darkness. And you talk about, you know, um, somebody drew this picture to me while I was down there. When you there are lights, on like street lights in the summer, and you see all the bugs that are around the lights just circulating, that's kind of what it felt like. Wow. That is amazing. Now, if you are hearing that,
0: hearing God's voice saying, I want to be part of this, and and I, I would say that it would be the most reasonable and rational thing to do. Right. That there's a child whose life could be dramatically changed by your participation. You can write letters a couple times a year if you want. You can speak truth into their life. You can help them dream. You can help them have a vision for their life. You can tell them about the love of Jesus. You can speak truth into their life, and they're going to be able to go to these hope centers. And I've not been to a hope center, but both of you have. Yeah. And I love your description, Ben, because you almost talk about the orderliness of it. Mm. And you think kids kids crave order. They crave a little bit of consistency, structure, mm. right? Right, you know, yeah. and they get it there, and and they they thrive because they're they're getting structure.
1: They they don't have that anywhere else. They don't have it in the neighborhoods, Paul. And I don't, no. I don't know what you saw in Honduras, but um, it is it is like the wild wild west out there. It's it's almost like the tumbleweeds are going going by. Mm-hmm. There is no structure. There's no yeah. nothing. There are no stoplights. There are no lanes as you're driving down the street. They, all of these things are just suggested. <laughs> and there's orderly chaos yeah. in some kind of way, you know, how, how things kind of work through yeah. there without everybody crashing into each other or they're just being complete chaos um, that it's their way of life. But it's such an extreme poverty. And I think one of you two mentioned the fact that it's something that we can't comprehend here. No. We have poverty here, but not to the extremities of the, some of the things mm-hmm. that we have seen in Honduras and, and in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. So. This is our last uh, last
0: day, and yesterday and today we've been celebrating the opportunity that we are presenting to our, our listening audience to be joining us. I think everyone here at Faith Radio is sponsored.
1: Right. And yeah. it's so fun to watch more names <laughs> on our team pop up there, and it's like, yes! So yeah. There's
0: Angie just came <laughs> well, in.
2: Thank you. We, we are all in, I tell you. We, we are, are we
0: are all in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the impact that the One Child staff have had on us mm-hmm. and the experiences mm-hmm. you guys have had have been remarkable. Right. And yeah. From the leadership on down, it is such an impressive organization. And I think there's mm. oftentimes people will see a poster or they'll get a flyer or a mailer or something, and, and they'll question the mm. integrity of an organization. Of course. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you? You right. should. Yeah. You should. You yeah. should be good stewards of your money. Amen. And this is an
1: organization that's been around, what, 80 years? Yeah. It's been around a long time. Right. It has. And in one of the one of the neighborhoods that I had the opportunity to visit one of these hope centers was called um, Salsiquelo. I believe it's how you say that. And, and, and it, in English, it translates to see if you can get out. And, <laughs> and it, is, it is such, such a, a dark neighborhood. It was scary. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was a scary situation, especially knowing what the neighborhood was called, just mm-hmm. kind of walking down the neighborhood. Um, and, and there was a Hope Center there um, that opened up in a brothel, an old brothel. They had moved out, and a church had said, hey, I'm— we're gonna we're gonna plant seeds here. Well, wow. we're gonna shine a light in one of the darkest places. The place is called "See if you can get out." And some of the children that um, were conceived in this brothel, some of the moms who worked in the in the brothel, have now been rescued by this Hope Center, and they're now volunteering. Or there there are some of the children that are being sponsored in this brothel, and it's so amazing to see how God is working through this church, through these volunteers, and through these kids in such an awful, unsafe neighborhood. And just right across the street, you see children walking around in their diapers. They're so young. And it's like, do you guys not know
2: where you are? This is not a safe place.
1: It's but, all it's they their, know. but
2: it's there every day. It's there every day. Actually, when you, as I keep hearing about that place, and, okay, a lot of these kids, if this is the name of where I live, it's like, give up. Right. I'm loving what's happening because of the Hope Centers. I bet the kids are saying... <laughs> Challenge accepted. Amen, right? Challenge accepted. For. And that's what we're making possible. You're making possible when you sponsor a child. So mm-hmm. I hope you go to myfaithradio.com and do just that. Whether it's in Dominican Republic or one of the other fifteen countries that they're they're doing it. It's, it's, yes, I'm passionate about it because it works. Mm-hmm. It works. So
0: when you sponsor a child, speak about what happens in that child's family. It's not just the child, is it?
2: Right. No, no. This was a cool thing. One of the first Hope Centers we visited after, I mean, it was an amazing time with the kids, and seeing this Hope Center that used to be part of a junkyard. Actually, it was a junkyard, and they cleaned it up, and now it's a Hope Center. Um, one of the things we did is we went down to one of the households, one of the families, and um, getting to see their house, yes, but getting to see how the Hope Center is not just Not just are providing for the child at the Hope Center. Stuff goes home to the family. The family is impacted. They hear the gospel. They have some of their practical needs provided for on behalf of the child. But the whole family benefits. And again, it it impacts the whole family. And many of these families are kind of going, wow, I want to know more about this Jesus and why Mm. you guys are doing this. Yeah. I would imagine when you're speaking to kids about
0: hope and about Jesus and about love— they might think uh, well that sounds like a really great idea but look at the kind of trouble we're in look at the kind of difficult situation i'm living in they're living without hope so to bring the lo- the hope and the love of jesus you're going to get their attention right yeah. yes. it is it is
1: a bright light in oh, some of the my. darkest places yeah. i made the mistake of saying these kids have nothing to one of the one of the volunteers at the hope centers and they said no they they have hopes they have dreams doesn't mean they they have hope they have hope for hope they have dreams But the kids in these hope centers, they have Jesus, and so that unlocks those hopes and those dreams. Um, They may have physically nothing when it comes to toys or TVs or video games or whatever kids are doing these days. Um, But they have hope, and they have have a future, especially for the sponsored children. Mm -hmm. Yes, and if you can do this, uh, we would love for you to go to MyFaithRadio.com.
0: And look at these beautiful children and uh, say, Yes, and I'm going to be a child champion, and you can sponsor them. It is $39 a month. That's not a small amount of money, but it does make a tremendous difference in the life of one child. Now, if you can make a difference in one child's life, wouldn't it be amazing to uh, to step up to the challenge and to uh, go to myfaithradio.com and look at it, find a child that you want to sponsor. And you can also call 800. 800- 8640200 be right back
2: one moment. It's one moment
3: for one child Where I live the days I spent picking through trash searching for anything that can be eaten or sold My whole life I felt trapped like there was no way out of being a poor trash picker I wondered if my life had a purpose if there was anything else for me I wondered if I would always feel this alone I wondered if my life even mattered I wondered If anyone cared. I don't have to wonder anymore. My name is Rahul and I am a sponsored child. Instead of picking trash, now my days are spent learning. It feels like home to me.
0: No longer a trash picker. Rahul is 11 years old, and he's learning about Jesus. And he wondered if anyone cared. But today he's getting a good education. He's learning that he has a purpose and that God knows who he is and that a sponsor in the U.S. cares about him. Rahul is growing up in Calcutta, India, which is just one of the 15 countries where one child is working right now. If you sponsor a child today a child like Rahul you can change their life you can be a hero you can be a child champion can you imagine picking through trash mm-hmm. I don't even like I don't even like taking out my sealed trash
1: right no that's the thing with Rahul um he so he goes to the these trash these these junkyards and looking for trash of things that he can sell but he's also looking for food for his family right and so on tra- trash heaps right and so mm-hmm. I've I've asked Paul and I'll ask you bill would you eat anything out of your trash in your garbage. No. Right now. No. So, and then just imagine your garbage that you take from your house, sealed, then out to the trash can outside. And then it sits there for three or four or five days, then it goes into a, a, you know, a trash truck that takes it to, and it goes throughout. And then after all of that, that's what he's bringing back home to his family. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what they're living on.
0: Yeah. What else and, is crawling around on that pile? Right. Exactly.
1: They're, they're, he's scraping things off and bringing it back, and they're excited because it's something that they can eat. That's a kind of poverty, an extreme poverty that we just can't comprehend. No, right. No, you I know, can't. In Haiti, right across the border from where we were, they were they had this, uh, uh, the embankment. they were making dirt cookies, and they were excited about making dirt cookies because all kids love cookies, but it's made of dirt, dirt. And not much else, the little kind of uh, convenience things that they could find at the market. Um, And that's what they use to fill their bellies. It's not really nutritional at all. It's not healthy, but it gives them that feeling of being full. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's hard to process. I mean, we're three guys. And if you're like me, and I know I am, sometimes you're laying in bed at 10 o'clock and you think, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fall asleep unless I get a little snack. And you go down to the kitchen, right? Right. Have you done that before? Of course. what do you get? What do you eat, Ben? Uh, I usually do cornflakes. Cornflakes, okay, cereal. Yeah. The guys do cereal. Paul? Sandwich of some sort. A sandwich, so. But we're able to go do that and open up a refrigerator and drink fresh water and Mm -hmm. we push a lever and dirty water goes away and we live in this environment. And can you imagine being in India where it's maybe a hundred and... 10 degrees at night and there's no air conditioning and you're hungry and you're trying to sleep. Come on.
1: Right. It's unimaginable. It is unimaginable. Some of the stories that I heard with some of the, the child sponsorships and, and and child champions, they have a hope center in Kenya and Ethiopia. One child does, and you can sponsor children there right now at myfaithradio.com. You can meet them um, as we're in the final hours here of our one child um, uh, drive. But they don't have bathrooms, Bill and Paul, no. Rosie. They don't have bathrooms, and so they they go to the bathroom in uh, in bags, and then they throw them up on the roof. Oh! And I said, okay, well then, who comes and cleans them up? No, no, no. They don't. They don't come clean them up. It just continues to stack. Can you imagine the smell in Africa when it's so hot? No. What yeah. that's like in the Dominican Republic? They didn't have running water. They said, don't flush the you know don't f- don't flush the uh, the toilet paper. It's gonna yeah. It'll it, so. Um, and most of these toilets wouldn't flush you had to go get your own water there was a bucket you'd go to the bathroom right. and then you'd walk to the bucket and you'd you'd get a like a gallon full of water you'd bring it back and then mm-hmm. you'd you'd pour it down there's no running water there you know there just even some of the just the little conveniences of home
0: mm-hmm. they
1: don't have mm.
0: yeah so <laughs> You can be part of changing someone's life that's living in those kind of environment in that extreme poverty. And again, we talk about it and it is hard to it's hard to listen to. It's really hard to hear how difficult it is because we're not familiar with it, right? right? Not right. extreme poverty. But
1: but Jesus loves them so much. Yeah,
0: they're image bearers. Much. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're he loves bearers. them
1: so much. And every single time I think Paul, you can echo this too, you look at these children and you go, Huh. So when Jesus said those things about the little children and having faith like a little child, huh? That's really now, now I now I know what he was talking about in that parable because through all of that, they just love Jesus so much, and mm-hmm. there's nothing in the way of their love for Jesus. They have 100% hope and faith and trust in Jesus, um, and I'm sure they struggle with with some of the things and, and the doubts and the other things that we struggle with all as Christians, but the faith of these children, I said down there, I said, your children give me hope for my children. Mm-hmm. Your children are so precious because they think, you know, we live in extreme poverty, we have nothing, we're probably the drudge of the earth. No, those children give me extreme, extreme hope for the future because those
2: children are special. I'd have to agree because um, especially watching the children in the Hope Center, first off, when we came to these Hope Centers, we had stuff for them. They had stuff for us, right? Just these little little gifts. It was right. like, why are you giving us stuff? You're you're the one in poverty. No, they wanted to give. Right. They they are people of faith. They are they're learning about Jesus. They learn the power of so much, including the power of giving. And again, seeing that, and again, getting to the hope in their eyes. I mean, they, they, I didn't understand a lot. I only learned a little Spanish beforehand, but. Learning and hearing what they were talking about as best I could through translators when they are in. They had times in, in their classrooms. And these kids are going for it. Right? These kids <laughs> right. want to learn. They are happy to be right. there. They are happy to learn about Jesus. They're happy to, they're happy to dream. <laughs> they're so happy to be able to dream something they weren't doing beforehand. Hmm. And, again, the work of these Hope Centers, I, one of the things that just impressed me down there— is the and I just called them mama bears? Are the people mainly ladies who are running the Hope Centers? Same in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Talk, talk about them, Paul. Oh, it'd be very well. Okay, most of the workers at the Hope Centers were female. There was a male, and, and they're very much loved, just right? like you yeah. mentioned earlier. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to talk about that in a moment here. But mainly the women. <laughs> Most of the churches, uh, one of the churches we went to was run by a male pastor. The other ones were female pastors, and I know a lot of us might have qualms about that. But, you know, in their culture, they need pastors. They need people who have a vision for God and who are able to teach. And I tell you, these ladies were amazing and fearless. Um, There's this one, I wish I could remember her name. She was just this little petite lady, but... She was known to stand up to the gang members, including that one time there was a a young gang member who was trying to court, shall we say is the polite word, one of the girls at the Hope Center. And, you know, trying to get her to run away with him. She basically said, stop. The gang boss basically told this young gang member, she's under mama's protection. You, You leave that girl alone. You don't... Disagree, you don't dish your, your gang boss. But the lady had no trouble facing up. She, they were brave. And the kids see this. The kids see stuff like that, and they kind of go, oh, that's the power of God? Right. I'm well, all in. Because they're, them and their families, they're terrified of these gangs yes. gang members. Oh. And
1: when they see these, these women um, who Little are— one. Right. And that's the thing of the, 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 in the Dominican Republic as well. These women are—they're they're also part of the forgotten they're also yeah. part of the left behind. They're also part of the the people that aren't allowed to have jobs, or um, and and they're standing up and saying, "Well, actually, I know Jesus, and I want to start, and I want to change my community, and I want to have a better life for my children, um, and all of these things." And it's so interesting how God is using them mm-hmm. um, to to be able to to uh, be in you know just show Him. To these, these neighborhoods and these children, and it's just, it's, it's awe-inspiring. I want to say thank you to Priscilla Johnson, who yes. just went to MyFaithRadio.com, and she's now sponsoring Zaira from the Philippines. Thank yes. you for becoming a child champion. Thank you for going to MyFaithRadio.com, for looking through these children, and for um, for praying about Zaira, and then and then um, being called to sponsor her. You can also call one 800 8640200 we are down to like the final minutes i know the final hour bill here of our one child uh, fundraiser mm-hmm. drive and so that's why it's so imperative we're telling these stories we're telling these dark stories of, of what we've seen but there's so much hope there is there is there, there is so much uh, there are so much part of a future that they can have if we just help just a little bit you know some of these kids just a little bit of help goes a long
0: way yeah just talking about some of the gangs reminded me of um, when i was in high school i was in a gang Really? Yeah, I don't really talk about it very much. Huh? Yeah. yeah, we would go out We would go out and correct, misspelled graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, wow. we, were, yeah, we were very nonviolent. Yeah. 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 I guess so. Yeah, we we're tough, though. Very yeah. tough, very but, tough. Grammar Nazis. <laughs> 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 so, like Ben said, we are uh, concluding our initiative with One Child today at, at 6 o'clock, but I know many of you will hear this on the podcast, and obviously we are very interested in Getting as many children sponsored as we can, and when you go and look in the faces of these beautiful children at MyFaithRadio.com, just see what God says to you. That's that's really all we're asking, and we'll let it go from there.
2: I, I, yeah, do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I if you don't want if you can't go to the website or maybe have a special request because um, I remember one of our listeners, uh, Karen, who said, you know, I want to I want to make sure I'm I'm supporting a child with special needs. And so she went to the phone number, which is 800 864 eight six four zero two hundred. I keep forgetting the next three digits, but she called that number and they helped arrange that for her. Maybe that's something on your heart. Maybe you have a special needs child and you want to have them have a friend overseas that they can relate to and be a child champion for. Call the number. They'll, they'll make it easy. Right. But really, this is... Take one moment for one child right now. Otherwise, go to MyFaithRadio.com and you can sponsor that child right there.
0: So, what if I don't want a $39 a month bill? Can I do it all at once? Can I write a check for the whole year? That's a good question. That's something I, also that I would call 800 <laughs>
1: 200 Well, I asked a question yeah. I
0: kind of know the answer to. The okay. answer is yes, you can. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be a, a, a 39 a month. You can pay for... Your child sponsorship in its entirety annually, yeah. Oh, yeah, just just to make it a little bit easier, if you like to write one check versus having, uh, you know, something happen monthly.
1: Why do you ask questions? You know the answer to.
0: Well, just because I'm asking you guys, (laughs) figure you would have had the answers to. (laughs) Did you
1: like to see a squirm? Like, "Ah, I I, don't know what the right answer is, but thank you. Okay, that's really
2: yeah. Then the I look at it this way: when I see the. uh, when I see it on my phone, because I have my—when my bank account is debited, yeah. I get a little message on my—a text message. Yeah. And it's like, oh, one child, pray for me, Lynn. That's awesome. There you go. <laughs> of course, I pray for every day, but an extra prayer never hurts. So, you know, when, monthly has a good good ring to it, too. It does have a good ring to it. And, Paul,
0: you've decided to give to this beautiful little girl. Yes. And when you realize that $39 has been taken out of your account— do you panic a little bit? do you sweat? do you go, I don't know if I'll make ends meet this month. What are you thinking?
2: Well, I see the inflation too, but it's like I you know a life is being changed um she she's getting forty nine or thirty nine dollars here doesn't do a lot. I mean, my wife and I went out to eat last night and right that it was gone thirty nine dollars and more mm-hmm. was gone. This was easy. This is easy thirty nine dollars for changing a life. Glad to do it, mm-hmm. especially as I've gotten to know my linen. and And, um, you know, it's been an interesting year. She's starting to write. So, you know, initially the letters we got, they had to be transcribed by uh, one of the Hope Center workers and then the translator would translate it. Now she's writing on her own. Mm. It's kind of cool seeing that. It is that. cool. and I like it that. It beautiful. And she, she's a dab hand at drawing too, which is nice. kind of cool.
0: And she, is her, her native uh, language Spanish? Yes. Okay. Si, si. Did you take Spanish in high school? No. Did you take any languages in high school?
2: Not in high school. But in college? Yeah, I took yeah. Uh, New Testament Greek.
0: Oh, okay. What about, what about you, Ben? Any languages? Uh, in Spanish. High okay. And sign language. Cool. You're a signer. Um. <laughs> he just did the, the hand wave here in the studio. <laughs> <A> little,
2: well, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with Ben uh, Holson and Paul Perot, a couple of guys here that have been on these amazing trips to look at some of the Hope Centers and meet some of the amazing, beautiful, precious image bearers of the King through one child. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com, check out these precious children, and if you've already said, yes, I want to do it, you can call 800-864-0200. We'll be right back. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting MyFaithRadio.com. One moment. One
1: moment. One child. One child.
4: Our land was very dry and our family so poor. We survived by the mercy of God because we had very little food and a few clothes and uh, medical care. I never imagined the dream of taking my son to school would come true. I was scared he would grow up homeless like I did. But when I heard about the Hope Center, I was so happy. When I learned that a sponsor made it possible for my son to attend school, I was surprised. I wondered how someone so many miles away would care so much to donate to him. I have never seen such great act of kindness.
0: Okay, that was Nicholas, a father who wishes he could provide for his children. But when you are in an area of extreme poverty... It can be so difficult for parents, too. Moms and dads, just like you and me, they love their kids, and many of these parents work all day long for barely enough to eat that day or provide anything for their family. They love when their children are accepted into the Hope Center. These children still go home at night, still live with their families, but the Hope Center provides a good meal for their child, educational assistance, medical attention. We tell these kids about Jesus. And give them a reason to believe they have a purpose, they're valued, and they can dream. If you can sponsor one child, you can change their world. And why
2: wouldn't you? That's the big question. That is a key question. And yeah. actually, as you were talking about that, I thought about... You know, one of, the, one of the major powers of the Hope Center, we, we, you know, here we believe in the power of family. I mean, it's something God ordained. He put together. And yet poverty has oftentimes this way of tearing families apart, whether it's parents who say, I can't support all these kids. Maybe they send a kid to an orphanage, even though they're not really orphans. They just can't afford the kids. Or even worse, the kids get trafficked. Well, what you're doing is you're helping families stay together. It, it, it is really a major impact, and again, it comes down to here are these churches, beacons of the gospel, living it out in a huge, wonderful way in these communities, and okay, the child is taken care of, but all of a sudden, the family's brought in. You're building up families, you're... You're building, again, it just reverberates out from the Hope Center, out from the child, the child's, the sponsored child's life, into the family, into the community. When to talk about planting a seed, this is an amazing seed to plant because it just grows out from there.
0: There was a beautiful message that came in, Paul, on the morning show, which where you work, you produce Carmen's show, Mornings mm-hmm. with Carmen, and this W- woman from Connecticut said I'm I'm just waiting to see which child I'm going to sponsor she made her discovery yeah. it's Eva I've seen her picture and I've read her info and I can't wait to speak life and love into her life
2: that is so cool. I'm sorry.
0: That's awesome.
2: That, yeah. oh, way awesome. Yeah. Way awesome because that's something you get to do as a child sponsored. It's not just, okay, my uh, bank account was debited, $39 this month. So, you know, move on with like You get to be part of this child's life. The, a lot of these kids will hold on to the letters they get. There's been many cases where somebody finally meets up with one of their sponsor children, and when the child comes, they have a folder or a box with all the letters saying, thank you, thank mm. you, mm-hmm. these He's helped me so much.
1: Right. I think that's really an important um, fact that you mentioned too is you sponsor these children and sometimes you think, well, I'm never going to meet them. I'm never going to come in contact with them. I believe there are, are, are um, initiatives through One Child where you can yeah. meet your child eventually through the Hope Center. They will put together a trip or you stay in contact and you meet after they age out of the program, whatever uh, the case may be. Um, this is a, this is a, a lifelong Uh, Relationship that will bless you and the child beyond your wildest dreams. Well, yesterday I spoke to Marcus
0: Rickson, and Mm -hmm. he grew up in a 12 by 8 apartment (laughs) with four people Mm -hmm. in Calcutta, India. And he said, you know, my dad worked as a welder, and so he would be working welding in 130 degree heat and come home, and at 12 by 8, that was their living space. Mm And that's where they ate and and slept and everything, everything. Everything, Wow. There there wasn't a bathroom in there, of course. So there's a little community bathroom where you would go to the bathroom, but that was the space and there's no air conditioning. So dad would come home from a long day of welding Mm. in 130 degree heat. I don't know how you relax. No air conditioning. You don't no, no, no. There's no cool shower Mm. in the evening. And yet this family loved each other. And Marcus got involved in one child and got a sponsor and he, his little world Was transformed. Now, today, he is living in Franklin, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. and he said um, um, the sponsors... Uh, came to Tennessee to to meet him and it was just amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was powerful. That was crazy. I also I was listening yesterday. I like the story about his sister too who was also a sponsored child. She's a couple years younger than he is. Nikita. Yeah, Nikita, that's Nikita. right. Mm-hmm. And named after the Elton John song yes. he said. <laughs> yes. And she now has multiple masters degrees, two of them. right? And yeah. she is back in Calcutta in the slums of Calcutta using those two masters degrees to love on Children in extreme poverty to give back. Yeah,
0: that's it's an amazing right. story. I mean, I don't, I don't have any masters. She's got two. Right, share some masters with the rest of us. Thank yeah, you. Really, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was probably one of those buy one get one free things, oh, right? Must have
1: been. Had to be because
0: yeah. I mean, who gets two masters, right? right? <laughs> and then uh, continues to serve the poor in the in mm. the. The, the slums of Calcutta. That story is so inspirational.
1: Right. And I think that, that the, the, the possibility of that happening is just exponential with these children if they're sponsored. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they have been helped um, through some really, really, really hard times, stuff that we can't even imagine. And so if you, they get through those hard times, they have the opportunity to learn and have health care. Um, and they're able to grow up and impact people's lives. That's what they, that's what, that's what their life's mission are. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe God is using the, these children um, in unlocking their purpose to do that, to stay in their communities, Mm -hmm. to transform their communities. But it all starts, it all starts with, with a phone call. It all starts with somebody like us, somebody like you, you, it starts with you to going to myfaithradio.com or calling the phone number at 800-864-0200 and picking one of these children and saying, Hey, I got you. Yeah. So we just
0: have a couple of minutes left. I would love for both of you to share how you came to select the child you sponsored mm-hmm. and how long did it take? I mean, did you look through 10 pictures or did you look through 100 pictures? Right? <laughs> and did you spend three hours doing it or did it, was it 20 minutes?
2: Well, before I tell you, thank you, Joanna. Joanna. From Baton Louisiana, Praise sponsoring God. Jacob in thank the you. Philippines. Oh, That's, that's awesome. amazing. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Joanne. It didn't take Jessica and me long. Now, the first thing Jessica, you know, she she had two brothers, she had uh, two sons. She wanted a little less testosterone in her life, and okay. so we said, okay, we're going to do a girl. And I said, it's got to be, it has to be Honduras because I fell in love with Honduras. And so we went and searched through the girls from Honduras, and we came upon Maylin. She just jumped out at us. It, nice. it, it, it's it's really was that just kind of oh. There she, is. Wow. there she is. There she is. There she is. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. It was that simple. Yeah, so process was how long? How much time did you spend? Oh, I think we maybe took about 10, 15 minutes. Okay, right? what
1: about you, Ben? Well, I when I went down to the Dominican Republic, I prayed that God would... Um, Bring me to the child that nice. he wants me to sponsor, nice. and it was the the first Hope Center that I saw. This little girl, she was about four years old, and through, like I said, she was just sitting there. My th- almost three year old does not sit still. This little girl, her parents weren't there. There were no uh, there were no uh, adults sitting on either side to make sure she sat still. She just sat there, and, she, and I oh. just watched and I prayed for her, and I felt called to sponsor her. Um, I'd come to find out that her mom had her biological mother had been killed, um, but she was uh, the pro- she was uh, the child of of an adult. Husband, Mm -hmm. and the wife of this husband found out that the the woman had died, and she said, "Bring the child to me. I want I want this child to. I'm going to raise her as my own." Um, Which I thought, "Wow, that's amazing." Come to find out, she already had a sponsor, and so while I was down there in the Dominican Republic, I asked, "Where do you? I I want more children to be able to come in." So I donated to a fund um, that allows more children to come in. Uh, They're trying to build a rec center. But I just got a text message from my wife who said uh, that it sounds like later on this afternoon, we are going to be sponsoring Liliana and Carcion Salas uh, from the Dominican Republic. She's five years old. She's Uh, that That process right there just took me maybe five minutes. There are so many children that need your help. It literally takes a minute or two. Uh, God will lead you right to the one that you're called to sponsor. We are providing hope,
0: and you are too. Thank you so much, uh, both of you, Paul and Ben. This has been a lovely hour. I'm going to uh, encourage you once again to go to MyFaithRadio.com and look over these beautiful, precious children, image bearers of of God, and (laughs) decide who you are going to sponsor. That's Keep it simple. And now in the next hour, Dr. Scott Todd's going to join me. He is... An interesting man. He's also the president of One Child, and his vision and his passion, uh, you're not going to want to miss one second of what's next. So again, head to MyFaithRadio.com and look at the children and ask God, who are you being led to sponsor? You can also call One Child at 800-864-0200. Be back in just a minute. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support.